0: chapter twenty two of percy wynne or making a boy of him this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. dot read by nicole christin percy wynne or making a boy of him by francis j finn a merry christmas to all it was a joyful breakfast that christmas morning loud were the exclamations of pleasure and pleased surprise as each boy on lifting his plate found beneath it a pretty christmas card it never happened before remarked harry quip who had been attending st Morris for three years mr middleton is always getting up some nice surprise he's a trump it makes the place so like home joan White, observed but isn't it a glorious christmas morning exclaimed willie rutters the snow is falling so nicely a christmas without snow is like a story without an end or bread without butter put in joe or an angel without wings added donal who presided over this cheerful table or a cat without its meow chuckled harry all the other tables were accommodating an equally jolly company loud praises of mr middleton merry greetings jokes and jests flew from mouth to mouth while about the din could be heard the musical voice of percy and the shrill piercing laugh of frankie burdock for the nonce the lightest heart of all it was indeed a merry christmas breakfast ended mr middleton announced that the christmas boxes from home were all awaiting the inspection of their owners in the study hall then reading out the names of those whose boxes had arrived with the exception of frank and a very few others all were on the list he requested the happy proprietors not to eat any of the good things till the regular hour set apart for this purpose ten o'clock of the forenoon this visit extraordinary he explained was simply allowed for the purpose of gratifying a natural and legitimate curiosity forthwith there was a tremendous hurrying pushing and crowding each boy striving to be the first out of the refectory the exodus it must be confessed was rather disorderly mr middleton remained calm however christmas he reflected comes but once a year When Frank had succeeded in making his way through the crash at the refectory door, he found Percy, Tom, and Harry awaiting him. Come on, old man, cried Tom, we want you to help us look at our boxes. There's none for me, Frank made answer in a sad tone. My papa doesn't believe in Christmas yet. He'll never think of sending me a Christmas box. But he's just as kind as can be. No, I don't care about going up frank do come pleaded percy in his most persuasive accent half the pleasure of opening my box will be gone if you don't come along same way with me said tom me too added harry then i'll go said frank they ascended the study hall stairs the large room presented a very cheerful appearance indeed the study benches had been removed the day previous on the floor alongside the wall were disposed very small boxes and very big boxes and boxes of all sizes between their owners names to avoid mistakes clearly written on slips of paper pinned upon the wainscot the boys were in great excitement some were tripping hither and thither looking for their names others down on their knees before their discovered property were fervishly pulling out every conceivable form of present from the christmas turkeys to the christmas illustrated magazine others again were dancing about their boxes pleasantly tantalizing themselves as to what were the hidden treasures within everybody was talking either to his neighbor or if his neighbor chanced to be over-occupied to himself on this occasion the walls may have had ears; certainly the boys had not percy with frank at his side soon found his box no difficult matter after all for it was an enormous box the largest in the room oh my what a big box frank observed well you see i've got ten sisters explained percy merrily as he stopped and threw back the cover and every one of them has to put in her particular gift they're nice girls they're so fond of me the box proved to be a veritable curiosity shop books in pretty holiday binding magazines with colored engravings exquisite christmas cards gloves shoes a sealskin cap earmuff silk scarfs neckties boxes of fine french candy the traditional turkey cakes fruit nuts my pen in putting them down is getting weary as these gifts emerge from their obscurity Frank's eyes opened very wide. He was as fully delighted that they were for Percy as though they were all for himself. And momentarily, throwing off his old-fashioned ways, he broke into cheers and danced about the box. Look, Frank, look! I knew there was something for you, said Percy, taking up the prettiest of the silken scarves and attempting to put it around Frank's neck. But the lad drew back no no he piped it's yours everything's yours but this is for you frank prove it prove it cried the infant logician if you don't take the scarf said percy ceasing to smile i'll not enjoy my box near so much see there's a whole lot of scarfs i don't want them all frank suffered himself to be persuaded and percy in his dainty way adjusted the gift about his little friend's neck in the most approved taste notwithstanding his refusal at first frank was very proud of his present and could not conceal his happiness his bright chestnut eyes sparkled with pleasure as he tripped across the room to show tom his acquisition why old man what's this you're a regular out-and-out dude don't care snap what i am it's from percy but what's the matter with your jacket pockets said tom gravely they look queer what is it tom are they torn come here i'll show you frank drew nearer and tom catching him in a firm hold proceeded to fill his pocket with candy nuts and raisins now they look all right as sound and as large as the moon when it's full come back here frank interrupted percy i want you frank in great glee skipped across to percy here's something else for you frank oh you needn't draw back it's a prayer-book and i have three already you'll need one you know if you want to get religion frank was too delighted for words he took the beautiful silver-class book of devotion opened it with eagerness and ran over page after page presently a picture fell out oh oh look he exclaimed picking it up if it isn't the stable at bethlehem and the little babe who loved children isn't it nice here percy you take it it's yours no indeed percy made answer it's for you everything in the book is for you it's my christmas gift for little frank i'll be big some day answered frank seriously and then i intend to give you a house and lot with a carriage and a coachman in a cocked hat and gold buttons on his coat and what will you give tom asked percy struggling to keep a straight face i'll give him a bag of gold frank was precocious but in many things he was far from being an old man word went round among the boys that little frank as they called him had not received a christmas box this was enough to awaken their sympathies donald keenan richards and indeed a host of the students were soon upon him with every imaginable species of confectionery frank had his breath fairly taken away by their kindness that his papa should shower attentions upon him was a matter which he had been brought up to expect but that these boys comparative strangers to him should be lavish of kind words and gifts was something he could scarcely realize in sheer self-protection from the exuberance of kindness he made his escape from the study hall for the first time since his arrival in st maurice Percy plotted a practical joke, calling together Tom, Donald, Keenan, Quip, and a few others he thus spoke. Boys, I've an idea. Hurrah, said Tom, ironically. Here, here. Poor Frank's father will hardly think of sending him a Christmas box. Suppose we club together and get him one for him, ourselves. He won't think we did it. If we go about it quietly, it'll be a good joke oh it's just too funny said harry solemnly but joke or not it's just the thing i've got something that will soothe frank to a dot my grandma's got the idea that i'm no older now than when i last saw her i was seven then your grandma is perfectly right muttered tom in parenthesis well anyhow she sent me an immense picture book with all kinds of fairy tales told in words of not more than two syllables it's the very thing for frank that is interposed keenan if you're willing to give it up it's just what you need you know for my part i'll undertake to supply a box of candy and i said Donald a turkey but i won't starve all the same i'll live on your turkey george before the boys had finished declaring what they should give of their abundance tom who had left them for a moment entered with a large box forthwith in went candy oranges cakes turkey books and what not in a short time there awaited frank a box in no wise inferior to the best in the hall and so when ten o'clock had come frank was informed by mr kane who enjoyed the confidence of the conspirators that something had arrived for him too frank dashed off to the study hall and it was indeed ludicrous a moment later to see him running about among his friends and insisting on their taking a share of the good things in some cases the generous lads were fairly forced by the ardent frank to receive what they themselves had given the day it is almost needless to remark passed very happily and at night a climax of enjoyment was reached when Dickens' famous christmas carol of scrooge and marley dramatized by one of the professors was played before faculty and students in the opening scene frank who had had no previous theatrical experience created quite a diversion he had been listening for some time with ill-concealed indignation to scrooge's remarks but when that hard-handed gripping business machine said with great disdain christmas humbug frank could restrain himself no longer mounting his chair he stamped his foot and angrily shook his diminutive fist at the brutal miser it's a lie you old scrooge and you ought to be ashamed of yourself you're a wicked the rest of the sentence was cut short by the energetic action of tom who catching the indignant orator's feet brought him down rather suddenly amidst the road that greeted this diversion tom and percy explained to frank the nature and objects of plays in general which so cleared the young gentleman's mind that he presently expressed himself satisfied and implied that he had no objection to the performances going on in the dormitory that night frank before retiring to rest knelt down after the manner of his friends and placing before him the picture of the nativity clasped his hands in prayer an hour later mr middleton noticing that the child manifested no disposition to retire thought it went to put an end to these lengthy devotions on advancing to frank's side however he found that the kneeling lad worn out with the pleasures and emotions of the day was peacefully sleeping his lips pressed upon the picture of the infant who loved little children chapter twenty two